Welcome to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Connie and Barry Strom. Your hosts are here to speak the words of the spirits and answer your questions. Now, here are Connie and Barry. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife. I'm Barry Strom, your host. Today, we're going to use our gift of spirit communication to speak with the spirit of George Orwell. George was the author of the novel 1984, which he published in 1949. And that book predicts much of what's taking place in our modern world. And I'm Connie Strom, your co-host. Last week, we spoke with the energies of six archangels. They spoke of their roles in heaven, helping humans, and a lot of information about angels. I mean, Barry and I even learned some new things. Uh, if you missed the show, it is available in the Voice America archives or on our YouTube channel in Barry's name. Please tell your friends about our show. We think it's rather unique. Next week, we will be discussing Bigfoot. We will have as our guest cryptozoologist Eric Altman, an expert researcher in Bigfoot and cryptid forms. Our plan is also to channel with the spirit of a Bigfoot and let Eric ask him some questions. So in 1949, British author George Orwell published the novel 1984. The book describes a totalitarian world where all thoughts and actions are controlled by Big Brother. Much of what the author wrote is coming true today. We are honored to have George's spirit with us, and we're going to talk about his book. So, George, welcome to our show. George, thank you for coming. I'm not sure anyone has ever been more accurate about predicting the future. How did you arrive at these predictions? I would arrive at them in, in many different ways. I always thought that the past is the key to the future. I would have dreams where I would see things. I would hear voices sometimes in my head that would, would speak of ideas. Sometimes the ideas would just simply come to me. I didn't realize what was happening, but when I got back to the other side, I found out that the, my guides were actually putting these ideas into my head. It was, it would, the ideas would come in many ways. It was not that I could ever really see the future, but I would get these ideas and I would be able to, I, God gave me the ability to write about these ideas and to put them down into words. And I think it was just basically a communication between my guides and myself. So then you did have psychic abilities, right? Yes, you could call it that. I never, I never really pursued the abilities or totally understood them. But I think you could refer to them as psychic abilities. When, when you got this much help from the other side, uh, it's it's different. It was a very unique ability, and I tried to take advantage of it. Glad you did. Now that you're on the other side, can you see the future? When you're over here, it's a very, very unique situation. There are multiple dimensions, and there's no time. So really, everything is happening at once. Now, I know you're not going to be able to understand this being... I certainly didn't when I was, was alive, but I do have the ability to glance into the future. But bear in mind, I see the future 
as what is taking place in this instant. So things can change in the instant that will change the future. So yes, I can see the future, but that future does have the ability to change. Yeah, there is such a thing as willpower on there, uh, free will on this side. Uh, now that you're on the other side, what do you think as you watch your predictions coming true? Actually, I'm fairly amazed. When I when I wrote 1984, I truly felt in my heart that all the things that I was writing would be possible. I never realized that they would be probable. I'm very saddened, really, to see what is taking place. I hated totalitarian governments. I thought that people had the right to be free. Sadly, there are many governments today where none of their people are free. China, for instance, billions of people are living under communism. They have no basic rights if they cross the government, just the same as in my book. Then bad things happen to them. So, yes, I do see all these things taking place. And in most instances, I'm very disheartened by it. You considered yourself a democratic socialist. Would you define democratic socialist for us? I realized in my heart that true socialism would never work. There's always somebody that will not work. There's always somebody that will not do their share. And there's always somebody that will try to take advantage of those that are working. So I realized in my heart that socialism could never work. There was no way communism could ever work. And I felt that there were great problems with a democracy. In a true democracy, you would not have any social nets, no way of taking care of the people, no way of providing for retirements. So I thought that a combination, a democracy where you elected your representatives and hopefully could control your government, and then a government where there were social nets, like you have social security, whether you'd like to admit it or not, that's socialism. You have unemployment compensation. You have, you have a safety net. So in my mind, really, what most of the democratic governments have today is a form of socialism. The European Union, that's democratic socialism. Will it work? Only if you can control your politicians. Okay, so then what is your what are your thoughts on democratic socialism as it appears today? It I have mixed emotions. I am seeing that groups want to take over basically a some type of socialism or totalitarianism. I'm seeing that democratic socialism can lead to totalitarianism. I'm seeing that in your large demographics of today, the politicians basically become monarchs. You have politicians that do not care at all what is best for the people. 
you have politicians that are acting as monarchs, as kings. In a democracy, the people have got to control their politicians. A perfect example of something that I, I watch from over here is watch as I see your politicians hold office for tens of years. This allows them to build incredible power. I'm seeing your politicians that are in their 80s, 90s. These people have been there so long that they have taken, they are controlled by individuals that put money into their political campaigns. Many of them have taken payoffs. A good basic start in my mind would be term limits. If you limit the amount of time that an individual can serve and gain power, you would have certain controls over them. There are answers, but politicians become agents of power. There's no other way to describe them. You are correct, sadly. George, in your book, Animal Farm, you tell the story of a group of farm animals that rebel against their human farmer, hoping to create a society where animals can be free, equal, and happy. The story reflects the events leading up to the Russian Revolution of 1917 and into the Stalinist era of the Soviet Union. Why were you so critical of the Soviet Union? I thought that when the Russian Revolution started, that there would be a, a chance that the people could truly have some say in their government. The czars had ruled Russia. The people, the serfs, they were basically slaves of the czars. When the people overthrew the czar's government, there was a chance that they would put in some type of a democracy where the people would have some way of controlling their own lives, making their own decisions, have some degree of freedom. Sadly, Stalin, Lenin, they became basically kings. They took over the government. They deluded the people. They created a situation that was worse than before the revolution. I always hated totalitarianism. And that is basically what Stalin converted the communist government into. I wrote the book because I was so disgusted with Stalin. He had a chance to really help the people of Russia. And instead, all he did was gain power. Keep in mind that when I wrote this, Stalin was an ally. World War II was taking place. Germany had invaded the Soviet Union. Stalin was throwing 
millions of people to their death to try to stop them. I thought that I would try to write a book that would make people aware. I didn't want to do it by naming names because I knew there was no way at that time that the government would allow me to publish such a book. But I hated what he had done to the to the Russian people. You were very clever. Um, I know you didn't like totalitarian and political systems. Uh, would you go into deeper detail about what's wrong with them? Well, what's wrong with them is that the people have absolutely no say. As I wrote in 1984, they take people... The politicians take over propaganda. They control the newspapers. They get rid of religion. They basically control everything. And they control the army and the police. And that is the key, truly, to controlling the people. If the people are, are basically not organized do not have access to weapons, are being told lies every day of their life, their lives become what the leader tells them. They have no way of knowing, being able to separate truth from fiction. It is only through freedom of speech, religion, many of the things that are in the American Constitution, that people can truly remain free and have rights. Your, your government today in the United States is trampling the rights that were given to you in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. It's, believe it or not, you're seeing individuals in your government taking solid steps towards totalitarianism. Why do you think the world is trending towards totalitarianism today? It's exemplified by Russia, China, and North Korea. Well, the three examples that you gave have been communist countries. Communism is basically totalitarianism. It has been a long time in those countries since anyone had had rights as individuals. All three of those countries are controlled by a very strong military, very strong police. North Korea in particular is probably the most abusive of its people. All three of those countries have, have become strong military. All three of those countries have got nuclear weapons all three of those countries are probably capable of destroying life as we know it on our planet. When you look at a country that has such a strong military, it is extremely difficult for the people to have any movement towards freedoms. I don't think that the modern countries are trending towards totalitarianism. Keep in mind that these governments have been around for a long time. 
modern countries, I think the people are more aware that they would like to live their own lives. These countries, as you see, Russia, China, they're trying to conquer other countries where people are free and have independence. But I think the lesson has been learned by the Western countries, by the democracies of the world. I don't think that it will be as easy for these countries to take over other countries or to bring other people in those relatively free countries under the yoke of totalitarianism. Were you ever a communist? No, I was a liberal. I thought in terms of socialism, but I realized that socialism on its own could never work. So I w was never a communist. Hey, uh, you fought in the Spanish Civil War where you were critically wounded. What made you decide to fight in that war? I wanted to try to bring liberalism to the people of Spain. It was a very, very difficult time. It was a time that people were not enjoying the freedoms that I thought they should be. I was young. I was foolish. I was stupid. I almost got myself killed doing it. I wound up almost being arrested. I was lucky to even get out of the country in one piece. I learned the hard way that idealism is not the way to fight communism. It was, it was a very, very stupid time in my life. All right, let's uh, take a small break here. We'll be back in two minutes, and we will be speaking a lot more about 1984. Connie and Barry will be back after a few words from our sponsors. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Is death the end of the journey of the soul or a time of new beginnings? Is there proof of an afterlife? What would historic figures say if they lived today? Psychic and channeler Barry Strom uses his gift of spirit communication to answer these questions and explore all aspects of the hereafter. Have all the information necessary not to fear life's final journey. Tune in to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Connie and Barry Strom. Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Psychic and author Barry Strom has now published nine books dealing with supernatural subject from ghosts to aliens. His most recent books, Messages of God and Messages of the Prophet Muhammad for a Modern World, bring you the channeled messages of the founders of Christianity and Islam. 
Their words are intended to guide their followers through these modern times. These books are available in softcover and ebook on Amazon.com. Signed copies of all of Strom's books are available on his website, www.barrystrom.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife. Here are your hosts, Connie and Barry Strom. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We are speaking with the spirit of George Orwell and his author of the famous novel 1984. So, Connie, let's continue. Okay, as we mentioned, your first major novel was Animal Farm, which was a parody of what was taking place in the Soviet Union at the time. What do you think of what's taking place in Russia today? Is there any hope for those people? There's, sadly, there's a dictator that's taken over Russia. Putin has gained all the strength. He controls the military. He controls basically everything. For tens of years, they've been lying to the people of Russia. The people of Russia have no idea what the truth is. Some of them in areas that border free countries understand what's taking place. He's wiping out a whole generation of young. It's the democracies of the world are punishing the country for what they're doing, for invading an independent country. It's up to the people. I guess it's going to take to see hundreds of thousands of the young returning dead for them to understand what's taking place. That's very sad. Why did you have a problem publishing Animal House or Animal Farm? Excuse me, <laughs> that was something different. We were we were fighting World War II, and Stalin was an ally, and they did not want to alienate him. And my book was quite alienating, so the publisher had a problem about bringing the book out to the public. They did not want to irritate Stalin. Do you think there's any hope for the Russian people? There's always hope, just the same as the Russian Revolution. It didn't seem that was possible. Today, what is necessary is for the government and for the police to turn against the, the dictator. They've stolen so much money from the government that it's, there's so much instability. But I like to believe that there's always hope. I'm with you on that. Do you see the rebirth of Stalinism in the current Putin government? Yes, he has absolutely no regard for human life. Stalin had no regard. He starved people. He did everything he could to maintain his power, just the same as Putin will do everything he can to maintain his power. Hopefully, he'll stop short of using nuclear weapons. You said in 1949, all issues are political issues, and politics itself is a mass of lies, evasions, folly, hatred, and schizophrenia. Has anything changed in the modern world? No. Sadly, nothing has changed. I said that in 1949, and it is true today as it was then. Actually, it may be a little bit more true. As things change, we find that nothing changes. That is especially true in politics. Power corrupts. Money corrupts. What more can I say? 
That's pretty much covering it. Were you referring to any specific type of political system? When I was speaking those words, I was speaking more of a totalitarian type. But now I see that those words also apply to any modern system. Democracies deteriorate because, as I was speaking earlier, politicians gain power. Socialism doesn't work because everyone doesn't do their fair share. Communism is so repressive that it runs over the rights of individuals. So I would say that it applies equally to all of the political systems today. You stated power is not a means, it's an end. Would you please explain this statement? When I said this in my book, I wanted people to understand that power brings destruction. As people gain power, they trample the rights of the individuals. Keep in mind that the powerful look down upon those that do not have power. This was true when I wrote 1984, it's true today. If you look at the elite, the people of great means, the people of great political power, you'll see that they, have, they simply have no regards for the common person. Yes, they say they do. They will tell any, tell any lie that they want in order to get elected. But power is an end to them. It's what they are attempting to achieve. The fact that they gain re-election year after year, the people turn their back. They simply see the name. They recognize it and vote for them. That's one of the downfalls of a democracy. The founding fathers believed that only the educated should have the right to vote. People today do not take time to sort out the truth. If a politician state something, it is generally accepted. Today, you have many newspapers that are simply extensions of a political party. The news media does not bring you the truth. Now, there are some that are try to be as independent as possible. But if you t look at a major political article and or a major political fact, and see how the article is written by a newspaper on the left, a neutral newspaper, and a newspaper on the right, you will see three entirely different renditions of the same fact. How is a person supposed to understand the truth? It's very difficult. Indeed. Uh, would you say that Russia is the greatest example of Big Brother right now? Russia is a huge example, but I would say North Korea. The family governing North Korea, the brutality that they do on those poor people over there is incredible. They live, they understand, they spy, they encourage the young to spy upon their parents. 
They do many of the things. It is almost as if they tried to pattern their government after my, my novel, 1984. Do you think there's any hope for the poor people of China? Actually, I do. I think that China, because of its huge population, actually has a chance to be able to bring reforms into government. The government has to feed almost a billion and a half people in China. If those that great number of people decide that they want more rights, that they want to live as the West of the free world does, then I think that they, they, there are so many of them that they would have a, the ability to join together. Keep in mind that people that are members of the military, of the police, have families. If those families become dissatisfied to the point that they put pressure on those individuals, then there is an in, indeed hope that the populace can overturn the government of China. I hadn't thought about it that way. You're absolutely correct. Do you think there's any way that good can prevail in the future? Absolutely. Good always can prevail. For thousands of years, evil has pretty much prevailed. None of the great civilizations have lasted long enough. They've all failed. The, the modern democracies, they are crying, but they are far from proving that they can survive long term. If individuals turn to God, one of the first thing that a totalitarian government will do is outlaw religions. In Russia, they basically established a state religion that lies to the people. If the individuals turn to believing in a deity, if they follow them, if they try to follow the teachings of a religion, then that can influence them. Good, when it's compared to evil, will always survive. But it is only through the actions of individuals that truly believe in good that good will triumph in the short run over evil. You wrote, the telescreen could be dimmed, but there's no way of shutting it off completely. Today, our televisions are smart and collect data. Alexa is always listening. How, in your opinion, do we control snooping by the tech companies? Most people do not understand just how advanced the tech companies are. Everything that you do is being analyzed. When you make a phone call, that information is probably being saved and recorded, probably by your government. All of the information that tech companies can gain 
is being sold to other companies for them to use in, use in their marketing. I referred to a telescreen. I must admit that I nailed it on that one because now there's no homes without multiple TV screens. These screens are smart. They are capable of recording information. The only way that you can really stop all this is to turn it off. You need to take advantage of every security option that is available on these instruments. Alexa is very similar to what I described as a telescreen. She is listening all the time. You have no idea what the information she is hearing. Turn off the devices. Demand that the high-tech com companies give you the ability to protect yourself from, from their own snooping. If an instrument is turned off, in all probability, it cannot snoop upon your privacy. However, be aware that just because you may think an instrument is turned off, it may not truly be so. I believe that. What do you see as the dangers of artificial intelligence? I see many dangers in artificial intelligence. Many things can go beyond the control. You think that you control an instrument. A computer that is capable of outthinking a human is capable of acting on its own. That instrument could figure out how to override the controls. I see the militaries are thinking about putting vessels with nuclear weapons that are not going to be manned but controlled by artificial intelligence. This, this is a truly a mistake. Stop and think if that computer decides that it wants to wipe humans off the face of the earth so that it can be the most important or powerful being. You always have to think how to control these instruments. Humans are not capable of controlling what they are capable of building at this time. A foreign country could take over could jam a piece of equipment. It could take that vehicle with a nuclear weapon, launch a strike, and the world would think that the, the country that owned the instrument had done it. The challenges of the future are very, very difficult. Keep in mind that there are other advanced cultures in the galaxy that have overcome these problems and have incredible intelligence and they can control it. Humans need to feel their way and truly understand 
the risks of what they're trying to do. Okay. At one point you said nothing was illegal since there were no longer any laws. Cities are defunding police, legalizing drugs, eliminating bonds for crimes, and shortening sentences. How do you see this ending? Sadly, there's no way that this type of trend can ever be successful. Sadly, there are people that need to be arrested. There are people that break the laws. There are people that have not absolutely no regard for the law. In 1984, there was only basically the law of Big Brother. For some reason, certain individuals believe that laws are not important. They think that their own individual right to do whatever they want overrides the requirements of a civilization to be able to control what they do. I think you're seeing the cities that are defunding the police having incredible problems with crime, drugs, unemployment. What they're doing will defeat their own cities. Sadly, you need laws. In 1984, the novel, Big Brother was the law. But it was enforced. And citizens were absolutely forced to follow that law. Today, if you take away the laws, it's a bit of a different situation. But in the absence of laws, you have anarchy. That is an absolute fact. Okay, that's uh, one more short break, and we'll be right back. Connie and Barry will be back after a few words from our sponsors. A little birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Psychic and author Barry Strom has now published nine books dealing with supernatural subject from ghosts to aliens. His most recent books, Messages of God and Messages of the Prophet Muhammad for a Modern World, bring you the channeled messages of the founders of Christianity and Islam. Their words are intended to guide their followers through these modern times. These books are available in softcover and ebook on Amazon.com. Signed copies of all of Strom's books are available on his website, www.barrystrom.com. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Is death the end of the journey of the soul or a time of new beginnings? Is there proof of an afterlife? What would historic figures say if they lived today? Psychic and channeler Barry Strom uses his gift of spirit communication to answer these questions and explore all aspects of the hereafter. Have all the information necessary not to fear life's final journey. Tune in to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Connie and Barry Strom. Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. 
Welcome back to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife. Have a question for Barry or their guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5788. That's 866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody, and thanks for listening. We have the spirit of George Orwell, and we're talking about 1984. So, Connie, let's continue. George, you also said words such as honor, justice, morality, democracy, science, and religion have simply ceased to exist. People are being fired for using words such as man, woman, and so forth. What do you think has happened to the freedom of speech? Those in power or those with the large, with the loudest mouths are being able to control what everybody says. What you're seeing is a massive attempt to end freedom of speech, to end freedom of thought. You're being introduced to so-called realities that are not realities. In my book, this was one of the main ways that Big Brother accomplished things. You're going to find out that much of what is happening is following that same pattern. Hey, you also said any existing faith in God is replaced by a death cult that worships only the party and specifically Big Brother. Religion has been removed from the schools and government facilities. Why do you think this is taking place? Obviously, if you can diminish the effect of religion, you are diminishing the effect of people that understand truly what is good and what is evil. If you take away that understanding, then evil will generally win over over what is good. You are you are seeing a long-term pattern where people in power will absolutely be able to control the average individual. If you do not elect representatives that reverse all of these trends, then you will be very close to seeing what I wrote about. Yes, that's very frightening. Uh, Another thing you said was the elite rule amid grandeur while cities crumble. Why do you think people in cities continuously elect representatives that allow cities to self-destruct? Propaganda. These people in these cities are being lied to. They're being told that the great, the individuals that are in power are doing all that they can. They're promising these, they're promising free things. They're promising that they are doing all that they can do while they are lying with every word. Many of the politicians in the big cities have been in their positions for tens of years. They have gained great power. If the people that lived in those cities, the poor, the ones that are trying to get along, would just simply examine the lifestyles of those that are governing them, I think that they would come to a new understanding. Okay, in 1984, again, uh, basic facts are rewritten as a tool of oppression. Today, 
we cannot define the word woman or speak of the reality of two genders. Do you see any end to this? Only if people wise up. All of these things are meant to split the community. Individuals that are behind all this understand totally that from confusion, from the division, they build their strength. It is only if you allow these people to have the powers that you've given them that they can affect this. Basic facts are truly being rewritten. You're seeing perfect examples of it today. Many people don't even know what bathroom they're supposed to go into anymore. What could be more basic than a man's and a woman's bathroom? You have to understand that these are forces that have to be defeated. You have to stand up to them. You have to do, you have to do what is right. You have to understand that evil is very powerful. And when people are trying to split one individual from another, that's evil. When you, when the average person understands this and stands up to this evil, it will end. You are so correct. And once again, in 1984, the family's replaced by the state. Today, we see school boards superseding, superseding the sorry, the rights of parents. How does this rate in the list of dangerous predictions coming true? The most important structure is the family. The family is what lays the foundation for the young. The family is what teaches love. The family is what teaches religion. The family is what lays a foundation. If you allow the government, and in this case, you are correct, school boards, teachers, whoever, these are the individuals that have control over the young. If you allow these people to destroy the foundation of good that the family has built, then you will indeed see a totalitarian state in the end where very few people you see, this is a type of propaganda. What they tell these children can be truthful or it can be a lie. If you allow individuals that have control over educating your children to tell lies, then they will feel that they can tell lies to their children. It takes a strong foundation for the young to be able to advance and to do what is right. Yeah, Big Brother is watching you is probably the most famous phrase from your book. Artificial intelligence will only make it easier for us to be spied on by televisions, computers, smartphones, and even automobiles, as we've been talking. Uh, do you see any way for this to end well? It has to end well for humans to continue to advance. Other cultures have faced these same problems on other planets. There are cultures that have been around for millions of years, and they have learned to control artificial intelligence 
They have learned what is good, what is bad, what is right, what is wrong. If humans decide that they want to do what is right and control all of these exterior external mechanisms that are trying to guide your culture, then things will end well. If they don't, it will not. Do you think it's possible for humans to be able to control artificial intelligence? Absolutely, but they have to understand the risks of it. It seems as though many companies are just forging ahead with no true understanding of what they're creating. There are some very intelligent people that are warning, and people have got to heed those warnings. But it is truly possible. Other cultures have done it, and humans can do it as well. What specifically do you see as needing to happen to prevent a government from moving towards your predictions? Several things. I think I think term limits would be a big a good thing, but the, the people have to elect individuals that care, that understand what their needs are, that will truly stand up to these individuals that are giving money to them. They're contributing to their campaigns. They have to do what is right. They have to be able to lay a foundation of truth to the members, to the contingent, to the people that vote for them. The average person has no way of understanding truly what is right or wrong. But, show, but living a pattern of right, and if you're an elected official, of doing a pattern of what is right for the people, they will come to understand that you true that politician truly does have their best interests at heart. So it's it's difficult, but truth always wins out. Do you have any predictions as to what our world will be like in thirty years? We do have the opportunity to view the future over here. But as I said before, it is based on, on decisions, and that future can change. If individuals become educated and understand the truth, protect their rights, lead the young towards doing what is right, then everything will be fine in 30 years. If they don't, you will have serious problems. What do you see as the greatest risk for the United States political system? Propaganda. Many of the newspapers are not bringing you the truth. Many of the news agencies' newspapers are not neutral. Many of the agencies are owned by people that have great wealth, by people that want to basically control what other individuals are doing by people that have little interest in what is best for the average person. George, thank you so much for joining us. You're such a wise soul. Do you have a final message for us? Yes, I do. When I wrote... 1984, I had absolutely no idea how truthful it was going to be. The ideas were put into my head, and I put them on paper. 
sadly, I'm watching so many of the things that I never truly imagined could happen take place. You're seeing history being removed from the schools. If you control what the children are being taught of their past, you will control also their future. I'm seeing politicians that have absolutely no regard for the people that elect them. I'm seeing many, many things that are going to make it very, very difficult for humans to advance in the future. I hope that people understand the risks that I showed in 19, in my novel. As I said before, I never ever thought that everything was going to be coming true of which I wrote. Stand up for freedoms, live a good life, don't let them take religion from you, and I think that you will find that everything will work out. So thank you for allowing me to speak today. Should you wish me to come back, I think you understand that I may have more to say. <laughs> Goodbye. And we look forward to it. Thank you so much, George. We really appreciate your sharing your wisdom with us. Okay, next week, we're going to devote a show to understanding the mysterious creature known as Bigfoot. We are going to have a guest, Eric Altman, on. He's going to one of the experts in understanding cryptoids. Tell your friends. It's going to be really interesting because we're actually going to channel with the spirit of a, a real Bigfoot. I've currently got nine books on Amazon.com. Messages God for Modern World consists of 60 messages. We channeled on our Wednesday morning podcast. It's great devotional. Tell your friends about it. Signed copies are available on my website, barrystrom.com. I'd like to thank all of you for joining us on the Voice America Variety Radio Network this morning. Please tell your friends about our show. If you'd like to see more of our channelings, we have 440 videos on our YouTube channel that's in the name of Barry Strom. I hope that all of you enjoyed our conversation with Spirit of George Orwell and the discussion of his novel, 1984. I think it's amazing, truly amazing, just how much of what he wrote is coming true. And if we don't pay attention to it, if we don't protect our rights, then human evolution is going to be a serious problem. So please tell your friends about our show. Join us next week for Bigfoot. Join us each Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Radio Network. Goodbye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Connie and Barry Strom. Tune in next week for another informative and inspiring episode on the Voice America Variety Channel at 9 a.m. Pacific Time.